Welcome in Rose City to another edition of the Soccer Made in Portland podcast. I'm Ryan Clark. Uh, Chris Reifer is off this week, a very busy man. So uh, we have a special guest on the podcast, uh, Timbers head coach Giovanni Saparese. Uh, Gio, how are we doing today, man? Good, Ryan. Pleasure to be with you in, the, in this uh, uh, podcast. Have you been on any kind of trips or, or spent the off time at, in any special ways, uh, taking any vacation? So um, I took in the team took a few days off uh, because I think we needed it. Um, everyone just uh, tried to take the mind a little bit away from uh, a, the season and refresh, kind of, you know, reset. And I think uh, looking at the guys coming back, everybody uh, took advantage of the time off. Uh, for me, I, I stay a few days in, in Florida, uh, just looking at the different things and and now we're back in Portland. We already trained twice um, and preparing for what is coming right now in, in what we call uh, the second part of the season. What, I guess, did you do while you were in Florida? What, what did you spend your time uh, doing down in, in sunny southern South Florida? So I have a lot of uh, high school friends um, that uh, are living in, in that area right now. So it was uh, all of them wanted to, you know, take some time and, and spend time with, with my family all together. So it was, uh, we, we enjoyed our times. Of course, our kids listening to my high school friends' stories. And so it was, uh, it was definitely um, a good time to spend with, with some good friends. That's cool. Um, and, and these are guys that you went to high school with um, in Venezuela. Venezuela. Correct. And, and they all, they all moved up to Miami, or a bunch of them have. Yes, they they move a lot of them uh, moving to Miami. Some of them just since they were little kids have been traveling back and forth from Venezuela to Miami. Um, but many of them have settled there, uh, and there's a big community of Venezuelan in that area. Italians, Brazilians, uh, I mean, you name it in in Florida right now. So um, it was. For us, uh, good to be able to see a lot of the friends and, and spend some quality time. Definitely. On the field, you know, three straight losses going into the break, obviously. You guys would rather be in better form than, than you are right now, uh, just just going into that break. Uh, what what have you noticed? What, what has been kind of the areas uh, of needed improvement that have stood out uh, down the stretch of, of those three games that you guys uh, lost into the break? Yeah, I think uh, I don't look only at the three matches that that you know that we haven't cons- uh, been able to get some wins uh, in this con- you know consecutive three matches that you mentioned. I, I look at uh, this far this part of the season, this beginning part of the season, in which um, I think we started fairly well in in regards to the fact that I thought that uh, we had a good preseason. We came in against uh, New England Revolution. Um, at home, I think uh, a good match in which we could have gotten three points. Um, and and little by little, I think I think that the team has um, game by game lost the intensity, lost a little bit of uh, a, the urgency that uh, that we saw in preseason, that we saw at the beginning of the season. And with that, then there's other areas uh, when you know when when now you are not uh, playing with the intensity that that the team should be playing. Then there is uh, tactical areas that needed to be better offensively, defensively. Um, then uh, individual performances, collective, you know, performances. Uh, the thing I think that has been, uh, you know, uh, different than, for example, la- last year, uh, because I think uh, last year we also had a similar start of the season. 
is that in this year um, we haven't seen you know a game completely in which we we've been outplayed, um, and I think sometimes that's uh, that's not a good thing in regards to you know um, the team feeling always that in every game uh, uh, just the details are going to get us to where we need to to be, and and I just think that uh, a whole uh, mentality has to. To change and and we need to be much better first with the energy that we put on the field. I think that um, the team sometimes has has looked flat in some games, um, and and we know we just have to start from making sure that every game we we bring the intensity that we need to bring. I think the tactical part is is the one that we can definitely fix. Uh, we have done that through all the years that we've been you know here in Portland. Um, we go through these phases. Uh, but I think the intensity, that the, the the motivation, the urgency on the field needs to be better. And I think this break, for what I have seen and the players coming back, was very good to to achieve that. Gavin has uh, talked a lot about the um, summer transfer window and, and wanting to be active uh, in terms of improving the team. Uh, wh- what areas do do you think uh, you will try to work with Gavin on uh, in terms of making those kind of improvements and and potentially making signings that could uh, elevate this group? So I think uh, the first thing are the in within signings uh, per se. You know, when I say that is I'm talking about Mora, who hasn't played one minute uh, the entire season. Uh, Claudio Bravo that is coming back from an injury. Um, Eric, who, you know, little by little was coming back. He got hurt again. So all these players definitely, uh, coming back, being healthier, uh, will be a huge help for us. Um, you know, starting from the game that we will play the, in, 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 uh, LA Galaxy. But definitely one, one position probably we will look into it. Um, it is the right back position. Um, that's uh, an area in which we are analyzing, looking into it, that we might um, look to bring another player. Um, and then we'll, we'll continue to look into if we have the possibility to be able to add up uh, more players. Um, as I said, we, we're getting guys back. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting not only Bravo, Mora, but uh, other players like Badali, Fashive, and, and others that are getting healthier. And uh, the only one is Gutierrez, which is still uh, going to be a, a while for him to return. Um, but we'll continue to discuss with Gavin to see if we can bring other players. But I do think already with Mora being possibly back, with Nieskoda also, uh, you know, pot- potentially being able to to be back, uh, I think all these players will definitely help us to to be a stronger team. Definitely, and and how do you think the um, this time off has been beneficial as far as those guys just getting recovered, being able to to get back into form? Uh, and obviously, Felipe is a huge one um, as your guys' uh, top striker. But um, overall, I mean, how how do you think this break has been in terms of recovery? It's been important first, I think, uh, to to clear our minds. I think that you know, start from that part first. Uh, in order to make sure that everybody comes back, um, focusing in what we need to do with the right urgency, with, uh, you know, a little bit being away, spending some time with family, um, and then coming back and, and putting their minds in where, where their minds need to be at. And I think that's the first thing. Second, those players that we needed to come back, that extra time for them to be able to train, for the medical staff to be able to help them get to where they need to get to, it was very, very important. 
we see now them training fully. Um, that doesn't mean that they can play the full matches, but at least they, they're going to start having minutes and, and build up from, from that, and, and that's going to be huge for us. And, and then other players, for example, like Seba Blanco, um, he also uh, used this time wisely uh, for him to continue to recover, for him to continue to get stronger uh, and fitter in order to play more minutes um, and more constant. So I think it's, it's been very positive for us. Definitely. And and for Seba, um, you know, it's it's been a little more sporadic during the start of the season than it may have been in previous years of his career. Uh, you mentioned that this time off, he's, he's tried to build his fitness up to, to be able to be uh, more consistent, I guess, in terms of the, the time play. Do you see that happening in the second half of the season, being able to kind of ramp him up a bit, given how important he is to what you guys do? I believe so. Uh, he's a very, very important component of this team. Um, he didn't have the chance to be able to do preseason. Nevertheless, I think uh, body-wise, uh, he's probably stronger than he's ever been before. Um, what we need to make sure is, you know, that we continue to work on different areas, you know, in in, in that the body adapts uh, to some of the things now that are going to be on on a higher intensity, higher level. Uh, with longer durations of time, and 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 that is the part that uh, I think is going to continue to, uh, you know, improve and and be better game by game. Um, and I think this break gave us the opportunity to put him him in a better position to to succeed. Definitely, and um, somebody who uh, in in the attacking midfield position has uh, had a start start to the season that was a little better, maybe than he's he's been able to play and. Uh, recent weeks is is Yimmy Chara, and I'm curious um, what your conversations have been like with Yimmy, and and uh, where his head is at right now in terms of uh, his play. I think he's been one of the most constant player that we have had this season. Uh, we have had the the need to rotate him in so many positions. I mean, if you look at it this this year, he played right back, he played left back, he played uh, defensive mid, uh, he's played uh, as a nine. Basically, he's played so many different positions uh, because we needed him um, in those positions, you know, because injuries, because records, uh, because other situations, and and he's delivered, you know, a lot of uh, work and, and quality in, in, in helping the team. Um, I think uh, if you ask me, I think he, he, can, he can still have the opportunity and, and the possibility to be even better, to help us even more. I think uh, one of the things uh, that we need to make sure that we improve um, going forward uh, is, is being a little bit more of a threat going forward um, instead of just being content with possession. Um, I think, you know, this year we've seen games in which we have uh, outpossessed oppositions um, and being able to, you know, connect with each other, 600 passes. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we need to be a little bit more active on on going forward, you know, getting into the box, putting more crosses in, being a little bit more uh, urgent in, in, in getting in there. And, and I think uh, that can help uh, Jimmy be even better and himself being a little bit more, uh, you know, close to goal and, and be able to score more goals because I think he, he has the, 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 you know, the talent to be able to be a, a player that score more goals for sure. Right, and and Dyrone is a guy who's who's been an exciting player for this team for a lot of years. Uh, this year, it, it seems like he ha- has kind of hit a, a point in his career where he's he's figuring out where he can contribute 
best. What do you see with Dyrone in, in terms of uh, his role and, and how maybe he can potentially change his, his game in order to, to better serve the team? I think Asprey has been part of, you know, a group of players that have, haven't been consistent. They have shown some good play in some moments. Uh, and especially, you know, talking directly about Asprey, yeah, he's, he's one that you know he's going to put, put the work. Um, you know, he's going to defend. He's going to run back and forth. He's a guy that can, you know, endure through matches. Uh, but the consistency, you know, with him and, and other players hasn't been there um game after game and, and that's what we're looking for you know for the Asprilla that we saw last year uh, the Asprilla that we know that he's capable of and and we have had good conversations you know in order to make sure that he continues to progress continues to feel the same that he felt last year and and that's one one area that we're working on with him because he's an important component of this team he showed that he can score goals he showed that he can be a threat uh, but he hasn't been able to be that player this year uh, and hopefully now in you know back from this break um, guys like him, guys like Laurie and others definitely can uh, be better, uh, be more consistent and, and provide, you know, those performances that I think they can, you know, provide for us in game after game. Right. And early in the season, uh, one of the positions that, that you guys were um, happy about, and, and especially when it came to depth, is, is center back. The leading scorer this year is, is Bill Tuiloma, you know, with, with goals. I mean, what, what can you say about um, not just Bill, but that position overall and, and what you've uh, seen in recent weeks from that group. Yeah, I mean, attacking-wise, I think uh, we have always counted on on the fact that uh, centre-backs will help us uh, win games sometimes in, in set pieces, in moments. Uh, so, you know, they're important for us. Uh, remember Maviala in Colorado, being able to score the goal that put us through um in continuing the playoff uh we remember you know mls back tournament uh super H being able to score a goal um and now bill just con- you know being able to score five goals um it's uh it's fantastic for a center back to be able to or a defender to be able to have that amount of goals uh so early in the season hopefully he continues to score more goals um and first, hopefully he can qualify to the World Cup. Uh, we'll see how that will go for him. We'll be cheering for him. Uh, but I think uh, on the other side, uh, defensively, I think um, we haven't looked as strong as we should. I think uh, we did at the beginning of the season. I remember performances like, for example, the ones against LAFC, which we uh, almost uh, got three points uh, in LAFC, playing with 10 men, looking very, very strong defensively. Um, little by little, game by game, we have been losing our discipline. We have been losing our tactical uh, defensive shape. Uh, and that has allowed players to have so much room uh, for them to manage that then we see some mistakes that uh, sometimes the, the ECI goes directly to those players that are involved in that situation. But it's a biggest you know, problem that is more about the collective uh, being too open, too spread out, too um you know too too uh big in 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 some moments that put players in difficult situations to make you know difficult decisions and we have seen that um and i would say just more towards the end of the games that we have played we've seen uh in miami in the two goals that we conceded uh it's not that miami created too many opportunities um it is you know that in those moments uh that uh, they find space uh you know, we're too open to, you know, tactically disorganized that um, we allow teams to be able to find, you know, with the minimum 
they able to find you know these type of goals and and then unfortunately you know at the end we we have to uh, try to find our way back and in Miami we always did it um, unlucky that uh, we didn't you know we didn't score uh, in that play that that we hit the post twice uh, but we always go in that situation because of those mistakes so I will attribute the defensive sometimes problems more about the general situation of the team that we need to be better than just particular you know the defenders that are playing at, at the moment so um, we have shown that with this group, we've been very, very, very strong. We showed last year that once uh, July, August came, we changed mentality. We were more organized back again to what we have been. And uh, and we were, you know, probably the best team uh, in MLS the second part of the season. Uh, so we have to go back to it. We have to make sure that we stay disciplined tactically, that we still have the urgency because uh, the collective needs to help the team defend better. Um, we have conceded, uh, I think, is 25 goals uh, against, and uh, which is one of the most goals conceded in, in MLS. Uh, I think we are, uh, you know, in the bottom third. So we need to be better. And it's been one thing that I have seen through these years that has happened a few times. And, and then on the other side, we've been one of the teams that has scored the most goals. Uh, as well, um, yeah, we can say yeah that because one game we score seven, but you still have to score the the goals uh, in order to be there, and and we've been constant on that uh, in scoring goals. Maybe this year a couple of matches uh, we haven't found the goals that that you know uh, or take advantage of the opportunities that we have had, but in the collective I think we have to improve in the second part of the season um, in that you know what the expectation is from from the coaching staff and and especially from the players. For sure. I think Seba said uh, after the 7-2 game that you guys scored all the goals that you, that you uh, missed out on maybe in early in the season uh, in that one. Uh, so that kind of made up for it. But, you know, overall mindset, I mean, with, with the group, do, do you feel like they're they're focused on, on this idea of doing another second half turnaround the way that, that this group has in, in recent years? Definitely. Definitely. I see that from the, from the players. I can tell you... Um, that uh, looking at last year where we were, uh, in in looking at this year where you know where we are, you know I think that there is definitely different issues. I have said from the beginning of this season that a look at this year as a transitional season. That doesn't mean that we're looking to get to the playoff. That we're looking to go all the way to MLS Cup again. Uh, but there were some you know changes in in, in transition things that we needed to go through. Uh, that I think uh, we have been, you know, going through. But I think the the team, uh, the morale, the the, the locker room uh, is an, a much better place this year than it was last year. So I think uh, coming back from this break, I've seen guys uh, with the desire to be better, but now they need to demonstrate it. Uh, they need to, you know, we as coaches, we need to get the best out of the players. We haven't been able to do so in some matches. Um but if you look at it, you know, in every game we've been, you know, there. Uh, we have had opportunities. We have had maybe when you look at Real Salt Lake at home, that one uh, we didn't create as much. But in others, we, we, we've been creating opportunities. But we need to improve. We need to be better. We need to be more aggressive to get in behind the defenders. We need to, you know, uh, recognize moments that we can be more of a threat going forward when sometimes we look more for possession sometimes we have players that drop a little bit too much so there's many different areas that we have spoken to you know in in, in this return from the break 
that the guys are understanding, you know, the areas specifically where we need to improve and we're working on it. There exists, I guess, a tension uh, between some fans of the club and the front office that, that has existed for the last couple of years with some of the off-field challenges that this team has faced. Um, how, I guess, would you respond to, to some fans who are concerned um, in general about the club's values and, and how it might embody those? Yeah, so what what I have to say first, let's start for the po- from for, from the positive, you know, because uh, I think there's so many fans that uh, uh, care so much about the Timbers that they have been part of the Timbers that they they're passionate about this club and uh, they have had great times, you know, and difficult times, and and they keep on supporting and and we see that, you know, we saw that last year, every year that they've been here. Um, and, and, uh, for those fans that are, you know, uh, being constant, uh, supporting us, uh, you know, I, I promise them that we're going to continue to work very, very hard to, to make them proud and, and to make sure that they, that we value every, every moments that they, they're cheering for us. So that's a commitment from the coaching staff. That's a commitment for the players to, to deliver that. And, and I don't take it slightly, uh, you know, that, uh, there's so many people that love this club, um, and 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 we're gonna work very hard. And uh, you, what you mentioned is true. You know, I mean, we have gone through uh, some difficulties, uh, and uh, you know, I remember moments in which uh, we had fans uh, in a Seattle match at home, and no chanting for 33 minutes, something like that. Uh, that we felt, you felt it on the field uh, when there's a little bit of disconnect. Uh, because they're so important for us when we play at home. Uh, they are unique. They are amazing. I mean, when I talk to, you know, friends of mine, people that have played or colleagues, coaches uh, worldwide, uh, and they watch our games, they, 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 they amaze them about the, the, the passion that they see in the stadium. Uh, and they go, wow, I mean, is that Major League Soccer? And is this the new era of uh, MLS? And I say, no, this has been always Portland. And uh, this is the amazing part of, being the coach of this team, um, uh, you you have people that really care. Uh, in regards to you know the the other part that you that you mentioned, uh, what what I can say is that there's a lot of good people in within the club. There's a lot of people that do care. The players care. The front office staff care. In, internally, there's um, there is a very good uh, support um, in regards to. You know the timbers to the thorns. Um, they, there's uh, good people. You know, good players, good environment, good. Um, uh, I'm talking about. You know, that I'm I'm in the training facility on a constant basis, and and what I can tell you is that there's a lot of uh, harmony in 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 what is the staff, the the general staff, the coaching staff, the players. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in this transparency in regards to, you know, every time good conversations, uh, in the locker room. And so, you know, that's what I can say in regards to, you know, the experience internally. Uh, I wish that, uh, um, everybody was always on the same page. I know that there's been things that, you know, have come out and, in regards to people, the uh, knowledge in regards to some, some other areas that, you know, everybody's aware of. Uh, that definitely uh, have created, you know, some friction between front office and and in uh, defense, and um, and sometimes, you know, you you wish that there would be, a, you know, more conversations 
between uh, the two parts in order to um, you know to to understand more you know both part of the this the situation. Um, and I think uh, you know for me is I have to focus in in what is my job is the most important thing is to make sure that I give everything that I have to keep uh, a group healthy, a, a, a group motivated, a group that is going to deliver what uh, fans are, are looking for, which is a, a team that never is going to give up um, on the field and, and that is going to uh, be able to create a good environment in, in, our, in our locker room and in our training environment. Uh, but, you know, uh, I know that there's always situations that are difficult to be able to deal and and, um, and you know, it is the, the situation that, that we have dealt with um, in, in regards to, to, you know, as I said, you know, to, to my experiences, I focus on always on, on making sure that we, we create the best environment possible to, to the players. And, and in your off time, um, either in the last couple of weeks or, or even prior, um, do you have a chance to to watch the thorns at all? Uh, keep up with with how they're playing, and maybe um, you know see what they do well, and and maybe apply some of the stuff that Reen does to to your philosophy at all. So uh, I've been one that's been going uh, from the beginning to a lot of the thorn matches. Basically, I, I used to go to almost all the games, uh, T two games, um, and. Uh, Lately, it's been a little more difficult to be able to make it. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that there's still very, very good uh, relationship between you know the two teams. Um, uh, but uh, it's just been a little more difficult to be able to be you know in attendance. That that doesn't mean that I haven't made any games. I I, I still try to make it. I try to follow. Like last night, for example, when I can watch, you know, if it's not in the stadium, I try to watch on on uh, on TV. Uh, because uh, you know we both uh, support each other. The two teams are are one entity, and and we definitely uh, you know care for for each other in order to to make sure that we can do well. Uh, do you ever uh, watch somebody like Sophia Smith play and and think, oh man, maybe I should I should try and sign her away from from the Thorns? I mean, what what do you think of somebody of of that talent or, or Christine Sinclair or others that are that are the the stars really of that team? I mean, uh, you know. The thorns are, are top. Uh, whatever you go in the world, uh, everyone knows, you know, uh, who the thorns are and the players. And uh, we have so much quality, and we have had so much quality in the years. At least the time that I've been here, I I seen, you know, very talented players. Uh, some that are not here, some that are still here, like Lindsey Horan, for example. Uh, you know, and, and others. Um, seeing Claire, as you mentioned, Sophia. Uh, these are tremendous players uh, at a, a top top level, and so we, I, you know, we enjoy watching them play, and and it's good that they are you know playing for the Thorns, for sure. And uh, what do you think of of the fact that the Women's International Champions Cup is coming here, and and just the the growth of the women's game generally in, in the eyes of American audiences? No, I listen. I, I mentioned before. Uh, when I went to Italy in December and, and I had the chance to talk to some people, everybody knew the thorns. Everybody know, knew, you know, that uh, Portland is uh, a location in which, you know, the, the, the women's soccer is very, very important. And sometimes they, they you know, don't believe me when I tell them that uh, we have constantly 
sold out stadium, uh, you know, and but they, you know, right away they they, they recognize it, they understand because of the quality of the players that we have. So that's uh, it's amazing to to be able to have the, that important and be able to now have a high level competition uh, coming here. I, I think is. Uh, is something that we deserve. I think that uh, Portland deserves, especially for the people that care so much about the, the team. And and uh, we're excited about that. For people who don't know you personally, who, who don't really know your story, how would you describe um, growing up in Venezuela and, and just what your childhood and family dynamic w- was like, really? I have to say that I've been very fortunate to have a a good family, parents, grandparents uh, that really have, uh, you know, worked very hard to give uh, all of us, you know, the the second, third generations, uh, you know, a lot of um, things that are important in our life, you know, things that we we believe are ethics that uh, matter a lot in, in life. Um, we have always had the the fortune to have, you know, as I said, you know, parents that really care that uh, they've been there constantly trying to make sure in the good times and the bad times that we have the support that we needed as a family and uh, in believing in those moments for example when I decided to come to the United States to go for college uh, to to take one of uh, a, a, a scholarship to to go to Long Island University uh, they took it in a way of supporting me and, and believing that uh, this was the path to follow because I decided to do so. So um, I, I've been fortunate in, 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 in growing up in, in a country like Venezuela, in which, uh, you know, we, we had so many great friends, a good life. Um, the weather, probably the best weather in the world, I would say, <laughs> in Caracas which is always constant the entire year. So that allows us to be able to, you know, have a good day every day um, and uh, have the beach really close by, 30 minutes away. So whenever you wanted to go to the to the beach and um, and have so many, so many good friends that I still, you know, uh, friends with, uh, either from soccer, from, from uh, high school, school, from family, you know, friends and, and um, so it, it's been, uh, for me, a, a very fortunate uh, situation. Soccer has been always very important in, in my life. I've been at, at uh, you know, uh, at the highest level, being with the national team, uh, competing against all the national teams in South America uh, for qualifications to the World Cup. And the experiences that you have traveling around South America is incredible because every country is unique, is amazing. Um, it, you play against Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Paraguay. I mean, there's no one national team that you say is easy. And then, and then you have to go to different scenarios. You know, going to play in La Paz uh, is practically impossible uh, with the altitude that you have to go play there when you play Bolivia. I mean, you learn so many things. And then through soccer, you know, I've been able to have uh, a degree uh, of college. I've been able to travel the world. I've been able to play in Europe, in in uh, in so many different countries, and and being able to continue to to do it now as a coach uh, uh, is a privilege. It's a privilege. Uh, uh, I'm doing what I love to do. I'm lo- doing what uh, I'm passionate uh, for, and. And uh, in the fact that I'm in Portland at the moment, um, with a, you know such a passionate group of fans, uh, 
I wouldn't want to be, you know, anywhere else uh, because uh, I really uh, respect the fact that uh, people care about this team and, and I don't take this lightly, as, as I said. So uh, I put my best effort to work every day, the more that I can, the, the most that I can to to make this, you know, def- this fans uh, very proud. What did your mom make for for dinners when you were growing up? What was like your your favorite meals that that your mom would would cook up uh, when you were growing up in Caracas? You you touch a subject that is probably the one that uh, all my friends can tell you best. I mean, my house was basically the house in which you know every time that we had uh, the possibility to study as a group, I knew my friends right away would say, you know, let's we want to go to your house. But it's not because it was the most comfortable house or, or you know, the biggest house or, or you know, that I had all the, you know, all the answer or the best encyclopedias. It was because of my mother's food. And uh, everybody loved it so much. I mean, this was part of the talk that we had right now in Miami with some of my friends. Uh, they're like, uh, oh, you know, Gio. I mean, they call me Gianni in my friends from Venezuela. This Gio is something that really started here in the United States. Um, so they know me as Johnny more than than uh, than Gio. And they were like, you know, the, the, your mother's food was incredible. Every time that you that that, that we went to to your house, it was great. And uh and she's you know she was able she was very talented she's very talented cooking. She's uh you know cook Venezuelan food, Italian food, uh she tried different things and she had that hand, you know, to be able to cook really delicious food. And, and for me, I, you know, we're very, very fortunate, but it wasn't, it's not a, a talent only of my mother. It's a family talent. Uh, many, many, uh, my grandmother's both side, uh, family that I have in Italy, family that I have in Venezuela. Uh, eating well is, is something very important in, in our family. Right, and I think that's uh, that's something that uh, is a common thread with all Italians, no matter really where they're they're from in that country. And and uh, you know, apart for me also, that is uh, you know, I, I definitely can cook some things. But uh, one thing that I really really enjoyed, and and that's based upon you know the importance that we give to food is um, for me planting uh, vegetables. Uh, you know, in in my house, it's been always something that I done. Is something very important. It's probably the thing for me that gives me the chance to be able to disconnect occasionally with the game, something that is practically impossible for me to do because of how much I care, how much soccer I watch. Uh, you know, today, for example, I watch already three matches, you know, they're worldwide uh, while I'm trying to do other things, you know, and preparing for, for our practices. Um, but, you know, planting uh vegetable plants different plants flowers uh is something that i really enjoyed it's, it's a passion of mine and and that's you know probably you know from my mother as well in, in her family side that uh is being very very important right and so she's passed recipes on to you that that you've been able to to share with with your family now i would say more my my wife who's also a very good uh you know cook uh she uh has been able to also um, take all those recipes and and uh, you know also make some very very special meals. Food uh, brings everybody together. That's uh, that's something that we can all agree on for sure. Um, so closing out, I, I guess overall um, feeling for you um, going into the second half. Um, 
do you do you feel like this team has the has the capability to to make a run and and maybe not necessarily do everything it did last year because that's a very high expectation to to make a run to MLS Cup again but um to to get back into the postseason to make some noise and continue to be one of the top clubs in in MLS so the first thing that I have to tell you is that every year we come in with the desire and the mentality that we want to make it to MLS Cup um regardless to if we feel stronger or not as strong as the year before um regardless is that part of the feeling is always trying to figure out how to make it all the way there because that's the expectation there's no other expectation for us to say uh even on a transitional year saying you know this is not the main focus for us it's making player first and then uh it's making mls cup uh and in within uh is being competitive at everything you know mls um us open cup and next year we're starting with all the new uh, competitions so definitely is uh is in our mind uh, every year. Uh, do we have the group? I do believe that uh if the group, you know, is on the right uh mindset and and that our players, you know, important players like Seba Mora uh are able to come back uh you know, full fit and be able to participate in that way, um we do have I think a team that can compete for sure. Uh yes, it is difficult always when you have to come from behind. It's not the ideal situation. We would like to be a little bit more constant through the seasons, uh, even though we've been probably one of the two most constant. When you look at the past years, you know, probably Seattle and us are the most content teams um, looking at finals, looking at where we have been. But we can be definitely, uh, maybe both teams, but I'm thinking only about Portland, more constant during the season. Um, and that's one thing that we have to, you know, make sure that now um, – we can do in the second part of the season the way we look at it. Um, so that's the the determination that we have, um, and uh, we're gonna we're going to work very hard to to achieve that. You know, we we care a lot about our fans. We we hear you know uh, their their concerns. Um, sometimes you know it will be great to be able to have more conversations like this because sometimes in our in our um, I will say uh, press conferences, we have only, you know, you and another person or three people uh, asking questions. I don't know why we don't have uh, more journalists that like to write, uh, you know, things that maybe sometimes are not accurate. I, I would like to, you know, uh, emphasize more on the things that are that are important, things sometimes that need to be criticized uh, and, and talk about and how can we get better and uh, like all the countries, sometimes that you have, you do have the, the the people asking you those questions, and and you answer that, and and that would be, I think, a, a good thing to have a little bit more constant. Because yes, there are things that we need to improve. Yeah, there are things that we need to be, be better. Uh, can uh, the fans be proud at this particular moment of some of the games that we have played? I don't think so. And uh, but uh, they should know that we do care, and they we, they should know that. And recognize as well that uh, you know in the past few years we we've done a great job to to be one of the most competitive teams in in this league and and together we can continue to be that and and, and support each other because we care about the same thing is that this club is successful and that through you know that success hopefully that we can enjoy it and and and, and be passionate about it and together uh, as, as a collective group and and that's what you know we committed to it. 
Definitely. Well, I'm always an advocate of, of a robust local media landscape. So, um, you know, ho- hopefully there, there can be more people uh, out there covering uh, the Timbers and Thorns uh, and other MLS clubs around the country, too, as the sport continues to, to grow and, and become one of the more prominent ones in the minds of, of American sports fans. But um, either way, Gio, appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, I thought it was a great conversation and uh, good luck, I guess, uh, going forward in, in the rest of the season. No, my pleasure. Thank you for being constantly there and, and be able to give that voice uh, to the fans for asking those questions. Uh, for me, it's a pleasure and I'm always available uh, because I do care. Am I always available to be able to have the conversation in the good times, in the bad times, in moments that we need to be criticized or moments that we need to be uh, supported in a bigger way? Thank you so much for that. And I enjoy very much uh, talking to you again. Of course, uh, that'll wrap it up for us here on Soccer Made in Portland. Uh, for Chris Reifer, who again uh, is off this week because he's a very important man, uh, I'm Ryan Clark. Uh, thanks for joining us and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. <laughs>